Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. Today, um, we're going to be looking at one of my favorite topics in scriptures, and that's blessings. Um, And I say this often, but... There is a lot of cursing in this world. People curse easily. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, not saying like, you know, just using bad words, but curse. They just curse easily. Because there's something in people that's just eager, eager to damn and to blame and to accuse. Uh, curses are everywhere. And it flows out of our mouths and out of our hearts. And it, it could be easy uh, to believe that this is a cursed world. And that those that live in it are cursed. But, of course, those that follow Jesus do not belong to this world. Those that follow Jesus are blessed and are called to be a blessing. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at being a blessing and being blessed. Um, But first, uh, just to put it in context, we've been in a sermon series on 1 Peter and, and verse, and I, I say this every Sunday um, as we're going over this, but verses 3 to 5 in chapter 1 uh, were, was written as a doxology, right? like we just sang, a hymn to God uh, for the people to sing. And it kind of acts as a summary of the entire book. And, and, and we've been reading it out loud together as we work through uh, this book. So um, if, you're, if you would, please read this aloud with me. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. All right. I, you know, I read fast. I talk fast just in general. And um, when I read things out loud, um, I go fast. My brain just kind of runs a little bit quickly. Um, not deeply, just quick. Um, and so I have to like consciously tell myself to slow down. And the other day, the other week, Pastor Christie is like, Chris, when you're reading scripture, Sometimes you go too fast. You just need to slow down just a little bit. And I, I have a hard time. And so I was really conscious when I was doing that. Um, I feel like this is like embarrassing things about yourself, like disclosures. I don't know. Uh, sorry. Um, but uh, last week, we went over a lot of scripture. Um, so we went over 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, 11, all the way to 3, 8. So it was a ton of scripture. And we covered so much because I wanted to show you how the household codes worked. Um, uh, and then to c- recap, the household codes are instructions on the house, how a household should be run. Um, and we looked at how Peter put into actions Jesus' uh, teachings about the last being first and the first being last. And so Peter started with a group of, that was almost never addressed, slaves, the household slaves, and he told the slaves to be like Jesus. Uh, doing good, being above reproach, even when faced with injustice. Be like Jesus. And then he told the wives um, to be like the slaves, be like slaves. So 
not cultivate your, your, your physical appearance to gain favor. Um, so instead, you work on what's inside. Be like slaves who are obedient to Jesus. And then he told husbands who in that you know, society, right, it was, it, was, it was a patriarchal society. And so he told them, you know, this was the, the highest authority in the household. He, he told those husbands, be like your wives um, and treat their wives with, as equal inheritors of the kingdom of God. And so Peter warned them, warned the husbands not to let their societal advantages to hinder their spiritual lives, right? Uh, don't let your, your advantages hinder your prayers. So Peter told the slaves to hold up Jesus as the example, and he told the women to hold up the slaves as the example, and he told men to hold up the women as the example. In this world, everyone looks for advantages, right? But the people of God are not to live like someone in this world. We're called to be foreigners and exiles, to hold on to the values of our true homeland, the kingdom of God, where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. That's how we're supposed to live. Okay? It's an upside-down kingdom. Now, in today's section of Scripture, uh, Peter's going to summarize uh, his instructions on how to conduct yourself as a Christian uh, thus far. He's going to summarize what he's written so far. And again, there's a lot here. Now, in, in, in trying to cover this portion of Scripture, I'm not going to uh, walk you through it uh, verse by verse like I did last time, um, little section by little section. But I'm going to address some of the, the themes that he's discussing in this passage. And I'm doing that because there's just so much to theologically unpack that we could easily get bogged down in trying to, to run, run down every idea. And we can miss the ultimate point that Jesus is making, or Peter is making, which is how to be a people of blessing. And there, there's value in reading scripture slowly and digesting every phrase because there's so much to learn. But there's also value in reading over large swaths of scripture to get the larger context, to keep a big picture view. We're to do both. Uh, so today, we're going to go over a little bit larger um, and just kind of hit some highlights in that. So with all of that, I'm going to start reading 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8, and then I'm going to go on to 22. So please feel free to follow along or to follow along on your apps. Or I said apps because I'm looking at Matt. He's got his phone. The, I know he's not on Facebook. He's really... Uh, looking at the Bible. Um, all right. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm, if you, who's going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened, but in your hearts, rever Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope you have. Do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, 
so that those who speak maliciously against their good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. And after being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight and all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. The word of the Lord. Um, did you hear what scripture was saying there? Saying that we're a people that have been blessed by Jesus. Right? A community which is to bless one another. And the people, right? A people, a community that, that blesses the world around them. Uh, Thursday night, uh, I, I went to the Grace Christian School to watch some high school basketball. And uh, congratulations to the teams that, uh, that are going on to the state championship. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. So if you get a chance to, to go to some of the state games, you should. You could see Josh play. Uh, he did a good job. So uh, I know he's embarrassed I said it. But um, anyways, I, I, so I took uh, my two younger boys. Uh, Zebby was already there with Alyssa, who volunteered as a nurse. And uh, as, as we were, were getting ready to leave home, um, I gave... Uh, my two younger boys, I gave them some money for the concession stands, uh, which is how I kind of get them to go because, um, you know, they get squirrely. Um, but I didn't have any more loose cash, so I couldn't give, um, give any money to Zebby. So I told the boys that they need to buy something for him so that he's not left out. And, and they did. They did a good job. They, they, bought, they shared with their big brother. They got him, got him things. So, right, I gave money to them. Not for them to hoard, but to share. And that's kind of how God's blessings work, right? Um, people are blessed by God, but it's never just for themselves. It's never just for themselves. Uh, God's blessings are meant to flow, to flow from the original uh, people that are being blessed to others. Um, at the beginning of this message, I said it's easy to believe that this world is under a curse. And that, that's scripture, right? This Isaiah 24, 5 through 6. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear their guilt. Therefore, the earth's inhabitants are burned up and very few are left. Um, do you sometimes feel cursed? <laughs> like, 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 like nothing you lay your hand to will just will, will prosper. And I know. I know some, some, sometimes a lot of you do feel that way, like, right? You're like, because I, I talk to people all the time, and they say something like, oh, I just feel like the world is out to get me <laughs> sometimes. Things just aren't working out. Nothing's going right. Like the weight of the world's all on my shoulders, and I, I'm just drowning under it. And, and that's the way the world works. A person only 
gets ahead by showing others that she or he or is better than the other person. It's easy to get caught up in it. I mean, there's a reason why we often want what's best for our kids. Um, there's a reason why families are so um, overscheduled and overwhelmed today. And I'm saying this in the ugliest way possible, uh, just to make the point. But, but we want to make sure that our kids have every advantage. So when they compete with everyone else for jobs, marriages, and security, for opportunities to do things to bring them joy, you know, and everything else, as parents, we want our kids to be prepared and, and equipped so that they went and when they enter the arena of the real world, they win. We want them to win. We don't want them to lose. And I said that the, the ugliest way possible to emphasize the point, right? And I did, uh, that is ugly. It's, it's kind of icky to think about it that way. But there's some truth to it. There's some truth to that. People, a curse consumes the earth and all its inhabitants suffer under it and contribute to it. It's easy just to contribute to it. But in Christ, the curse has been lifted and the curse has changed into a blessing. Um, those that know and love and follow him are set free from the bondage and the weight of the curse of this world. And I know that often doesn't feel like because we're still in this world. And so we experience its effects just like everyone else. But those in Christ are now aliens and strangers. We are in the world, not of it, not under it. And that's what baptism is, right? that we celebrated today. The death of a person in the world and birth into a kingdom of God. Church, if you know Jesus, if you follow him, if you love him, then you have been blessed. You're, you're blessed and no longer under the weight of sin and death. We're not here to live like we're under a curse. Always looking for the advantage, always trying to get ahead. Instead, we're called to be a blessing. Um, as I said earlier, God's blessings do not end with those who receive it, right? The righteousness of Jesus Christ is a blessing that we receive. It blesses and heals and restores and moves through those who receive it in order to bless others. And we see that throughout scriptures. When God blesses anyone, they in turn are called to bless others. Abraham was blessed and told that he was going to be the father of many nations, right? right? And, and, and all the nations of the world will be blessed through him. Right? Joseph was blessed and found favor to save his family right, from famine. Moses was blessed to, and led his people out of slavery. David was blessed to establish a lineage that would lead to the new kingdom where the people of God can dwell in peace and security. We're blessed. And we're called to be a blessing, both inside the community and outside of it. All those that follow Christ or to be like-minded, sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Um, now, like-minded doesn't mean same in doctrine. Uh, within the community of faith, we can disagree, even passionately disagree about all manner of things. But our affections, our hearts, our lives, our souls are to be turned into the same direction, to Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. Uh, we're to be sympathetic to one another in a world that delights, delights in the failures of others, right? Where we say things like, oh, well, they got what was coming to them. We're called to be sympathetic, to feel the pain of the other, 
even pain that might be well-deserved. We empathize, learning to love those that others find unlovable because we know that all love is grace. And though we don't deserve God's love and grace, we are loved and forgiven, and we do receive grace. And we're called to be humble as Christ humbled himself, being the very nature of God, subjecting himself to the frailty and humiliation of personhood and crucifixion. Um, in his letter to the Christians in Rome, uh, the, the Apostle Paul writes this. This is uh, Romans 15, 5 through 7. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Jesus Christ had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're blessed so that we can bless one another and with one voice and mind glorify, worship God. And Christ's blessing does not stop within the community, right? It radiates out into the world. Those that follow Christ are to live out Christ's values, um, his upside-down kingdom values in this cursed world, right? Um, right. And, and, and in this, this, the, the scriptures that we read today, Peter says, uh, who's going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But he knows the answer. <laughs> Anyone. Everyone. And he quickly follows it up with, even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Because there will be some suffering. So be ready to proclaim the Lord's blessing, whether ever you face suffering for doing what is right. Do not fear the world and its threats. The blessings of heaven are more powerful and infinitely more valuable than the curses of this world. Right? The blessings of heaven are more powerful than the curses of this world. And so live into your blessings. A few weeks ago, uh, we went over uh, 1 Peter 2.9, and actually it was in the baptismal liturgy today. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Right? We went over that. And then I shared that one of the responsibilities of a priest are to represent the people before God, and the other is to represent God to the people. As royal priests... Each believer is called to represent Christ to the world. And that means speaking of his grace, his healing, his goodness, his love. In a world of curses, we are to declare God's blessing over it. Despite any curses thrown at us, God's power is greater. The power of the cross is greater. The power of the resurrection is greater. And God's people are called to bear those blessings into the world. Uh, I, I want to end with this, a little story, and this is a true story. Um, a long, long time ago, um, like mid-90s, uh, when I was recently out of high school, uh, Franklin Graham came to Alaska. Um, and this was back before he, he got you know, more into politics and stuff. But uh, you know, he was doing large revivals and rallies like his father. And uh, I volunteered to help counsel and pray for and connect people um, that came forward during the altar call. And about a week before the rally, um, I was uh, outside of cars in Eagle River uh, with a group of friends, and we were eating some fruit that we brought. And it was like two in the morning because, you know, we were bad kids and outside eating fruit. <laughs> um, 
And uh, my friend Billy was with me. And actually, Billy brought me here to this church for the first time that I ever came. And that was also in the mid-90s when his grandmother died. Um, she was buried here. I didn't remember that until years later. Well, I was already here, and I was thinking about it. But Billy, um, Billy's a scrawny little guy. And, but he had, like, lots of altercations with lots of people because he had a big mouth. <laughs> and he just... Um, just couldn't keep it shut. He always had something smart to say to anyone, and uh, and he would and he would. And so, well, we're so we're outside of cars. We're eating some fruit. Um, I think I was having some watermelon. And uh, and and some guys came out of the store, and they were angry at Billy. I have no idea why, but uh, they started cursing at him. And he's a little guy, right? Right, and threatening him. And one of the guys, uh, we're, we're they have they had some tables out there. Slaps him upside the head, and. Um, and so I got up and I moved between the guys and Billy. I said, hey, what are you doing? You should leave. And, and one of the guys got really upset and he tried to fight me. And I kept saying, I'm not going to fight you. And he started yelling at me and cussing at me. And I kept my cool, um, staying in between Billy and the guys. I told him, I'm sorry, but you should leave. Nothing good's going to happen here. Um, and then I sat down uh, to eat my watermelon. And... Uh, the guy that was trying to fight me, he got really, really mad. And, um, and, and when I sat down, he got just like, <laughs> blew his, like, and, uh, and he kicked me upside my head. <laughs> and I was just, whoa. And so now I immediately jumped up, um, you know, with my fist, like, ready to fight. And then I realized what I was doing. And I just put my fist down. And I sat back down. And I said, I'm not going to fight you. You should go. Well, he threw in a few more curses, and he left. But the next week was the Franklin Graham rally. And guess who came forward at the altar call? <laughs> who got to pray with him as he received Jesus? As his life was changed. It was me. Like, I don't if, if I would have responded, I don't know how that situation would have turned out. But I know. Um I have many, many, I, I, I usually don't share examples where I do the right thing. I usually try to make myself a fool just to show you like other people can like, you can still mess up in your faith. But in this one, I want to, I wanted to share this with you. You can trust in God. You can bless others. We're called to be a blessing in a world that curses us and wants to harm us. That's always trying to get ahead. We can be a blessing. It's easy to curse and to be cursed in this world. It's easy. And I get so tired. And at church, I hope you get tired of all the curses in this world. And I don't know if you feel, as I do sometimes, that you just struggle under the weight of trying to live under these things, right? All the expectations and, and wanting the expectations for my kids and wanting them to do things so that they can get ahead. I know I am. I get tired of it. Like, like how can I buy into this? I, I say I'm against it. And I am against it. But I fall into the same traps as everybody else. And sometimes I need to remember that I need to orient back to God. That I need to, re to repent, to remember that I'm not cursed, and I'm not under a cursed. And if you love Jesus, you are not cursed. You're not under the curse. You're blessed 
You're not just called to just survive, to get by in this world. You're called to be a blessing. And Christ offers his blessings. You can be healed. You can be forgiven. You can be set free from the weight of the sin we all carry, the sins of our soul and the curses of this world. You can have a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance, whatever number you're on. God can count higher. We walk through this world. We can walk through this world as a blessing, as a foreigner and stranger, carrying Christ's blessings to offer hope, to offer forgiveness, to offer healing, to offer second chances, to offer a changed life, to offer God's redemption. Church, let's learn to live into the blessings that we're called to be. Let's pray. Holy Father God, Lord, thank you. Thank you for calling, for calling us, for not giving up on us, Lord, for not leaving us drowning. And in, 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 the, in this world, under the weight of the sins of this world, our sins, the curses that are around us, Thank you for setting us free, for offering, for giving us new life. Teach us how to live that life, how to live that life as a blessing, to seek the good, to love one another, to serve one another, to be humble. Teach us how to live into your kingdom in this world. In Christ's name I pray, amen.